Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Kicking off episode 141 of the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. It's Thursday, March 2nd, 2017. My name is Jamal, and I'm hosting today's show. And on my the screen to my left is two chains. Hello. Hello, hello. And we have a very special guest from Capital Wrestling, Matt Ryan, the co-creator of Capital Wrestling, who will be having their first show in the history of ever, uh, March 25th at Cathedral Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, it's a short hop from the Washington, D.C. area. So in the shadows of New York City, as it were, Capital Wrestling will debut. Matt Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having us on the show or having me on the show. My partner, Marcus Dowling, would love to be here, but he actually has to help run a nightclub, and I have to wait for chicken takeout. So uh, I was the one tapped with doing it tonight. But thank you so much for having me on, and I'm excited to talk about Capital Wrestling and whatever else with you guys. If you want to talk about the Mets middle infield, I can go like 45 minutes and expound upon that too. I think as much as we would love to talk about the troubles of as Drupal Cabrera, <laughs> and David Wright, uh, we're not going to give, do that to the audience. That's a different show. That's a, that's a different right. show. Uh, but but Capital Wrestling, uh, you know, it's it's a name that's been around the New York area for a while. And, and Capital Wrestling Federation is a big deal in the New York area. And here, yeah, locally in the D.C. area, we may have, people are a little bit unfamiliar with it. So if you can give a little bit of a history uh, of the Capital Wrestling brand. Well, Capital Wrestling was the uh, Capital Wrestling Corporation was the name of the original company started by Vincent J. McMahon and Toots Mont, and that company was based out of the Washington D.C. Baltimore area, but it also was obviously in New York. McMahon in the early to mid '60s would take control of Madison Square Garden. There's a great book called Capital Revolution, which everyone who loves the history of pro wrestling by Tim Hornbaker, the guy who wrote the massive book about the NWA. He breaks down that entire era, but Marcus Dowling is from Washington, D.C. I'm from New York City, so it made a natural fit to focus and move in and call it Capital Wrestling because our main focus is the Northeast Triangle, as Nick Bockwinkel put it at one time, and it's from Maine down to New York, all the way down into the Mid-Atlantic region, Virginia, the Carolinas, that's where our talent comes from. As far down south as South Carolina, all the way up to the coast of Maine and in all points in between, that's where we're scouting our talent. That's where the company's you know, ideology and a lot of our people come from. And it's all about paying respect to the prior generations, to the history, to the nostalgia of pro wrestling. And that's why we call ourselves Capital Wrestling. Yeah, it's a it's a modern uh, mix of modern and and nostalgia in a really interesting way. Uh, only uh, I think like four or five matches have been announced so far out of the seven total for the big show at the, on the twenty fifth. And I think a lot of the matches that have been put together are are really interesting because they're not just two big bruisers going at it. They, they, the acts are are very interesting and they kind of complement each other in the way that we seldom see. It's not just two high flyers or 
uh, two uh, you know big bruisers. It you know the Fella Twins, uh, a very eclectic tag team. If you've never seen them before, uh, that's worth the price of admission alone. Uh, they're going to be taking on the New York Wrestling Kings, and you know so how do you come about booking a show like this where you have so much diverse talent and putting together a match that presumably people want to see? Well, the whole process of putting together this show started with the initial conversation of getting Capital Wrestling together. Uh, we sat down and we started looking at talent and the New York Wrecking Crew, the New York Wrestling Kings is an awesome name. I may steal that. I may steal that from you. But the New York Wrecking Crew, I've worked with them for over two years. Chris Seaton and Smooth Blackman are two of my closest friends in pro wrestling. The Fella Twins were on our our quote-unquote draft board since the beginning of Capital Wrestling. And it just, it's a perfect dichotomy. And a lot of the matches on our first show are styles clashes. The New York Wrecking Crew versus the Fellow Twins, the first match in company history between two badass dudes from Brooklyn and Queens up against legitimate drag queens because pro wrestling is, well, pro wrestling. And then we right. have John Kerman, the hybrid athlete, a man who is a mixed martial artist, a man who knows jujitsu and also is a professional wrestler, going up against a guy known for death matches, Jeff Cannonball. And that styles clashed there too. And then you look at our main event. It's Logan Easton LaRue. People know him from Nova Pro. Leon St. Giovanni, known from the Monster Factory and also Ring of Honor. And also Ring of Honor's Preston Quinn, the pain train, in an old school three-way dance. And a lot of people talk about booking, producing. We kind of curate in Capital Wrestling. Marcus Dowling and I split a lot of the booking or producing duties 50-50. So we'll go over everything and try to fill out, build out a show and not just do matches for the sake of matches because everything we do has a meaning. Every little interaction, every little segment that you'll see on our weekly digital television product will have threads that lead throughout the entire course of the year. And one of the great things is that we have in pencil, definitely not in pen, our first year laid out. So what we're going to see every single week, what you're going to come see live every single month, we have a pretty good idea of where we're going. But professional wrestling is not a business that is known for consistency. So you got to write everything with pencil and hope you don't have to use the eraser that much. So speaking of the, uh, the, the digital television, if this is a digital television taping, uh, do we have a, a date and time for this weekly show? Well, uh, we're going to be announcing that in the next couple of weeks, but I would say, you know, the afternoon might be the perfect time for that. And we want to know from you guys uh, what time you follow us on Twitter at Capital Wrestling when you want to see this product. Do you want to watch it the same, yeah, at wrestling time, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock on a weekend, weekday night? Do you want us to release it at 6.05 on Saturdays? Do you want us to release it at lunchtime on a Monday or Tuesday to get your wrestling day started? We are open to suggestion, and we are open to whatever ideas that we can present. But it's probably going to be during the week uh, and probably in the early to mid-afternoon for people to watch during lunch. And we also have a bunch of great packages on our Patreon, patreon.com slash capital wrestling, to where you can get the episodes before anybody else and just download them and own them and have them on your hard drive instead of 
waiting to watch it on YouTube or on our one of our potential digital partners, you have the product already in, well, metaphorically in your hand, and you can watch it anytime, any place, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea, and I definitely think that's the way that, yeah, television itself is changing in that it is moving into a uh, over-the-top platform uh, where you can, it's easily accessible, and more than likely, if you want it, you can have it immediately, and that's always a good thing for the, for the business. Um, mm -hmm. I guess my question now is, so we, we have this, uh, the show at the Cathedral Hall coming up on the 25th. Where do we want Capital Wrestling to go from here? Uh, you know, let's just say, let's say it's a success. It's a, it's a great show. Uh, we, I mean, it's the fellow twins versus, I like the New York Wrestling Kings. Um, that, I'm going to, I'm sticking with them. But, and, and the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, uh, the three-way dance between Logan Easton LaRoe, Preston Quinn, and Leon St. Giovanni, that's another match that's, you know, worth the price for mission alone. But then, I guess my first question before we move into the future is what what makes a successful show? What how how would exactly what would satisfy you as a promoter at the end of the day? Every single person walking out of there talking about what they just saw or the experience. Because the whole idea of capital wrestling is to give the audience a unbeatable experience, whether it's online on our Medium page, on our social media, our YouTube channel. In the actual event, we're going to have great barbecue. We're going to have an ambiance that cannot be beat, and a wrestling product that cannot be beat. And all points in between, we have the Capital Wrestling Podcast hosted by our mutual friend, Sean O'Brien. And, uh, you know, it's all about making the experience of the audience at every single point matter. Making the audience feel like we're not just you're not just there for us to take your money, but you are a partner in this story we're telling. So we want, we, the success is predicated on people saying they want to come back. I, I think yeah. um, speaking from speaking for me and Jamal personally, when it comes down to indie shows, that's, that's the type of feel we want. Something that seems a little bit more intimate and um, interactive. And, um, you know, it's just it's just the smaller crowds where you you know everybody interacting, everybody's involved is 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 more or less the feeling we want to have leaving, and I think that's a a, a big and the direct mark that you know you want to aim for as far as like feedback from you know your your customers, and I I think that's absolutely like a good standard to start with. I I agree. Um, that's why we are on Groupon. We've partnered with Groupon to give families and those who, you know, can't afford a night out in Jersey city or even New York city is expensive, especially if you're a family, the cost of living is ridiculous, especially I grew up in Brooklyn. So my neighborhood's being taken over right now. And when the day they put a Starbucks in there is the day that I'm going to have to like figure out, okay, how do I pay my rent this month without selling a dog? But in, in terms of that, we partnered with Groupon to give you the opportunity to get two tickets for the price of one and to give families the opportunity to get a night out at a discount at a, you know, a cut rate and show that we're here to stay. We are a part of the community. It's all about all of the options we can give the audience to feel like they're a part of this product, whether it's our Patreon, whether it's our t-shirt partnerships, whether it's our, our conversations with people on social media, our most important, part of this company is the audience, not only the audience who will be watching our shows, but the actual community community of Jersey City. 
because those are the people that op operate the small businesses that have the shop fronts where we can put flyers that have the people that make up our community and make up who and what we are. So if we can just show how dedicated we are to them and dedicated to the audience at all, that's the important thing for me. So I, I want to want to switch gears a bit, and uh, this Capital Wrestling event is not the only event at Cathedral Hall. They, earlier in the day, you guys are having a wrestling seminar. Yes, with uh, with Kevin Kelly uh, of New Japan, formerly of Ring of Honor, and Preston Quinn, uh, which is just invaluable experience to anyone that whether you're trying to retool yourself as a wrestler or you're uh, making your way through the business to start. Uh, how how exactly does it does um does that marriage happen where you just get so much experience in the ring uh, for a, a relatively new company starting uh, starting up? Like that's, it, that's got to speak volumes about you guys. It's It does, and, and it speaks to a lot about my partner, Marcus Dowling. Marcus has been around this industry for over 15 years. He has been someone that has been entrusted by some of the greatest talents in professional wrestling, like a Preston Quinn, like a Logan Easton Luru, like a Sanjay Dutt or a Bobby Shields. He has that knowledge and that passion. And he, along with myself, have, have a lot of friends, have a lot of people in our quote-unquote Rolodex that we can shoot a message and say, hey, do you want to come hang out with us? I've known Bob Evans since my early 20s. I've known Kevin Kelly since I was 22 years old, maybe 21. I've known these guys for a long time. And when they have the opportunity to, when you have the opportunity to work with people and our management team, and I won't go heavily into it, but our management team outside of me and Marcus, we have about 70 to 75 years of experience in professional wrestling. Mm. We, we have people that, have directed and produced world-class championship wrestling that have produced WCW Saturday night. Our production team is possibly second to none with some of the greatest young talents in the wrestling scene today who are willing to work with us and of putting out the amazing videos and art that you're seeing. And then you have the opportunity to learn from Kevin Kelly and Preston Quinn, an almost 50 year combination of knowledge of our industry, not only in the ring, but on camera on television, different ways to present yourself. Kevin's worked freaking WrestleMania. I have attended a WrestleMania uh, as a fan in Miami. So there's a dichotomy of experience there between what I know and what Kevin knows and a dichotomy of experience between what someone who wrestles knows and what PQ knows. So on March 25th, we're offering the opportunity to anybody with $75 leading up to the event, but the day of the show, it's $100 at the door to learn from two of the smartest men in pro wrestling for four hours. That sounds like a great event and uh, leading up to the big show later that night at Cathedral Hall. Uh, just curious, how close is the, the place to like the path trains? Oh, it's uh, less than six minutes by car and about 10 minute walk. So it's a pretty quick ride. It's, it's right near the Grove Street path station. It's about like a 10, less than 10, 15 minute walk from there. Uh, I know it's relatively close to the uh, Journal Square Path Station. And either way, you can get, there's a uh, plenty of Uber and Lyft service in that area. So I, you know, it's close to mass transit. It's close to public transportation. So there's no excuses 
for nah. anybody within the sound of my voice. I know people from Virginia, from Massachusetts, from the from the Mid-Atlantic region coming up to Jersey City to watch the weird ideas that me and Marcus have. Um, with Marcus being from D.C. and there not being a local, um, you know, besides Nova, Nova Pro, which is um, obviously in Northern Virginia, has there ever been consideration to maybe hold a promotion within um, the inner square of the Beltway? We've considered it. Originally, Capital Wrestling was going to take place in the greater D.C. metro area, but the athletic commissions are not friendly. And as someone who's had to deal with the New York State Athletic Commission for the past five years, not not really uh, willing to fight another athletic commission, uh, but Jersey is wide open. Yeah. And Jersey City, when you have a list of needs for a location, Jersey City was all of those needs and more. So I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't think we'll be doing it in 2017, 2018, who knows? But Mikey King and I have known each other for a long time. I know Marcus has worked for Nova Pro. We love Nova Pro. Those guys are awesome. They have great show names. They have great talent. I know you guys have a partnership with them as well. So anything we can do to help them is something we do immediately. Yeah, that would be... That would be a great, you know, an overpro capital wrestling super show somewhere. Uh, the two parallel universes collide, but uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, my my that, only that request was that me me and Mikey have a dance off. Me and Mikey. <laughs> hey, look, I'm just gonna book this one right away. Cutie and the Beast versus <laughs> the Fella Twins. Book oh that Lord. One. Well, um, won't won't let the cat out of the bag, but that's that's entirely possible. Uh, in the next couple of months. That okay. sounds like, I mean, I, well, when you see the fellow twins, you, you kind of go, well, yeah, that's, that needs to happen. Um, and <laughs> yeah, wherever that, wherever that's going to happen, I'll need to be there. But the show, uh, March 25th, it is uh, Capital Wrestling, their first show in Jersey City, 380 Montgomery Street at Cathedral Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. The main event is a three-way dance, Preston Quinn, Leon St. Giovanni, and Logan Easton LaRoe, the champion of the 1%. He lives in a gated community, inside of a gated community, inside of another gated community. I'm sure there's a moat with sharks and stuff like that around it. Uh, we've seen Logan at, uh, at um, Nova Pro shows over the last uh, few months. Uh, just a great hand. And um, you know, anytime to see him work is always a pleasure. But Mike, is there anything that you, um, before we sign off here, is there anything that you want to just tell? The, actually, one last question. Okay. There's a lot of wrestling in North Jersey. Um, there's a lot of wrestling in the tri-state area. There's a lot of people in the tri-state area. And Capital Wrestling is put on their first show. How exactly will you set yourself uh, apart from so much competition? And do you even see these guys as competition? Or is it just a part of the one big dysfunctional wrestling family in the tri-state area? Well, um, I feel that I'll answer your second question first. The world of pro wrestling, especially in the New York area, is in need of a lot more cooperation. I've been a member of the New York wrestling community for a couple of years now, and we're not looking to do anything to start anything with anyone. This is a massive ecosystem. This is a massive space where 
every single company has the ability to grow and thrive and do different things. I believe in alternatives. I believe in different ideas. If someone like House of Glory does amazing things, but I know yeah. I can't do what House of Glory does. That's not my strong suit. What I can do is create a cool alternative product that people who love old school wrestling and people who love nostalgia and love barbecue and love characters and story driven, you know, if you love Memphis and you love ECW, you'll love capital wrestling. And for the, for the first question, I'm sorry, can you repeat the first part of your question? Uh, because of the arguably, and, and I'm only saying this coming from D.C. where the, it's sparse wrestling scene, uh, independent wrestling scene, uh, New York is arguably oversaturated. How will you set yourselves apart from, from the quote-unquote competition? Well, I feel like we've done that with the venue. Cathedral Hall is unique unto its own as for any venue in the professional wrestling scene. And when you're a company and you are looking to have a home, you look at the greats, you look at the ECW arena, you look at world-class the sportatorium, you look at the Mid-South Civic Center, the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, you look at the Irish McNeil's Boys Club for Mid-South, you look at what Smoky Mountain would do in the various places they would run, you find a place that makes you look unique. And also, I feel that the way we've marketed our company, the way that our art design has been by the amazing Susie Q, our great video direction from guys like Zane Decker and Dean Silverberg and Danny Walsh, amongst many others, who, including myself, who just sits here and fiddles around with his iPhone working on iMovie to put out promos. I feel like we've done a good job of differentiating from other people. And that doesn't make us better. That just makes us different. Because I don't want to look like what every other company is doing because I want Capital Wrestling to exist as its own entity. I've accomplished yeah, that, and I think on March 25th, people will see that. Um, I, I got a question, too, before we get out of here. Um, as far as the interactions with the fans, what other type of ways do you plan on um, getting fans to be interactive besides just social media, in a, in a sense? Or how can fans, you know, um, dictate either um, booking or sort of say getting their their favorite indie wrestler to appear at Capital Wrestling promotion? Can you say that again? I'm sorry, my internet completely dropped. <laughs> I was looking. I was like, hold on, it looks like you froze there. Okay, so besides social media, um, what other type of ways are you guys kind of thinking about as far as getting fans to be able to be interactive and or you know? to either be part of the, you know, creative or booking or, you know, just something sort of say um, just to get more out of fans as far as, uh, you know, the feedback as far as your direction moving forward with Capital Wrestling. If it's not um, active salute, uh, active suggestions as far as, you know, getting their favorite indie talent to a Capital uh, Wrestling promotion or maybe a certain type of stipulation or something in the match. What, what type of other ways of interactions are you looking uh, to, to grasp? Well, I think our heart, our highest would be audience engagement. I think that interacting with Marcus, myself, all of the people that we work with that will be at the event, I think what we hear from the audience will help us dictate a lot as well. Because in the modern climate, you don't have people write, I'm not going to get letters sent to my office. <laughs> Capital, Dear Capital Wrestling, hello. I am sending <laughs> you this letter from Wallington, New Jersey. I would like to talk about your television program. 
uh, a lot of the conversation and the discourse is from social media. But when you're at the event and interacting with fans, whether you're a promoter, performer, or what have you, your ears are always listening to what people say. And if there's enough interest in a specific talent, in a specific kind of match, we'll go towards that. But I think we have a good idea of what the audience wants because there's a difference between what the audience wants and what the audience needs. And we need to go towards what the audience needs and what pro wrestling needs. And we feel that pro wrestling needs capital wrestling. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Dream matches are always uh, aren't necessarily the ones you plan, but uh, it's the ones that happen organically. And uh, on paper, capital wrestling certainly has some eye-opening matches in your first show. And and obviously, you know, much success to you guys personally. <clears throat> you know, I plan on coming up to for for capital wrestling. It's the twenty fifth of March. Uh, that's uh, what, three weeks away. Yeah, three weeks away. I've yeah. got. I've been battling stomach cramps all day. I've got meetings <laughs> tomorrow. I've had meetings this week. I've had to send stuff to people. It's been the the amount of people I have to talk to on a daily basis in regards to a wrestling company is ridiculous. I, I worked in minor league sports for a couple of years, and I may help make some deals in some places. And I talk with more people about pro wrestling than I did about indoor football or minor league hockey. So it's a nice change of pace, but it, it, it is driving me slowly more insane than you. <laughs> just, just wishful thinking as a fan, if we can get a capital wrestling show at the Newark Bear Stadium. <laughs> oh, just, man. Just I don't even know if that stadium's still standing. Like, that's the weird thing. I don't know if it's still there. I think I was at a Devils game a couple months ago, and I think we drove past it, but I'm not sure. But if it is, if you get enough of a groundswell, who knows? If you buy, if you buy T-shirts, I will make you this promise. If we can double our pre-sale of T-shirts to 24 by the event or by next Wednesday, I will contact the Newark Bears Stadium personally and try to get a show there for this summer. Well, you heard it, folks. Let's get it done. We need we need outdoor wrestling is always awesome, and I'm actually skipping the Devils game to uh, to to have this. So I'm, I'm glad choice, I did. <laughs> just checked, yeah, better yeah. Choice. I just checked the score. Yeah, it's not not looking good this year. But yeah, Capital yeah. Wrestling. Uh, it looks like a good time. It's uh, March 25th, Cathedral Hall, 380 Montgomery Street, New Jersey City, New Jersey, just across the river from. Boring old Manhattan. Nobody <laughs> wants to go there. Come to Jersey City. Uh, you know, it's it's on the it's near the Path Train at Grove Street, which is accessible from Midtown and um, uh, the World Trade Center area, and, uh, Financial District of Manhattan, and, and uh, New also, Jersey Transit in Hoboken. There's no excuse. No, there's no excuse. And also, the show starts at seven thirty. We're gonna get you out by 9.30-10. and then you can enjoy the great food and culture of uh, downtown Jersey City, especially the Grove Street area. I was just down there last night for a uh, book reading, and there's great ice cream. There's great frozen yogurt. I'm a little dessert obsessed, but there's also great restaurants. There's great, just so much great food and culture in downtown Jersey City that. Not only do you get to go to a kick-ass wrestling show, but then you get to experience a bunch of interesting places and people in a very vibrant and very growing city. Yeah, and yeah, no, I mean, Jersey City is certainly coming up. It definitely is uh, 
coming up in a bigger way than I remember it as, as a kid. And I would say that's a more of some of the appeal. It's not necessarily the show. Obviously, the show is going to be great. It is wrestling. That's why we want to see it. But if it's in the middle of a forest, I'm less inclined to go than if they were in the middle of an area <laughs> where I could do things afterwards. So Capital Wrestling, uh, tell your wives, tell your friends, tell your mistresses. <laughs> Everybody has to go to Jersey for the first time, well, since the Devils won the Cup. Jersey is the place to be. And it's Capital <laughs> Wrestling in, New in uh, not Newark, but in Jersey City, New Jersey on March 25th. Matt Ryan, not the player of football, the co-creator of Capital Wrestling, and we hope to talk to you uh, sooner than later, before just before the show, to make to get that final card out uh, to people. But the, the Fella Twins versus the New York Wrestling Kings, I just made that up today. And uh, the triple threat match to, to close the show. How much are tickets? Tickets start at only $15 at CapitalLive.Eventbrite.com. That is CapitalLive.Eventbrite.com. But not only that, for $20, you sit in one of the pews. That's right, legitimate pews that we have in Cathedral Hall. You get pew access for $20, but then we also have ticket packages starting at $25 where you get limited edition trading cards. You get a Capital Wrestling t-shirt or a special edition Capital Wrestling poster, and you can pick those up at capitallive.eventbrite.com. Or if you're on the fence and you want a great deal, go to tinyurl.com slash capital groupon and get the opportunity to get either a standing a general admission ticket or a a reserved seating ticket for either 15 or 20 dollars you get two for one at tinyurl.com slash capital groupon i guarantee you that uh, if you are in the new york area listening to this when wwe comes to uh new the new nassau coliseum or to the garden i guess or to barclays you won't be able to get in the building for $15. So, and, and it's going to be a WWE show. So I guess for capital wrestling, uh, you know, 15 bucks, you're starting. It's, it sounds like a great show on paper. I'm very excited because it has some matches that I'm interested in that are just something, just things that I, it's almost like a comic book, just matchups that, you know, who would have thought that that would work? And it will March 25th. We hope to see you there, Matt. I uh, hope to see you guys there, too. Come on over. Let's talk. Let's eat some ribs, and let's watch some wrestling, guys. Come on. It's wrestling in a church. Who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a good time. So, Matt Ryan, thank you. We'll catch you on the other side. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. All right. Um, we're back. So we're back with part two, Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. I'm Jamal, the Giant Crab on Twitter. Two Chains is here. We're going to cover a little bit of wrestling news today. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch Raw, because why would I? I didn't watch SmackDown, which I heard was nuts. And we can talk about that uh, next week as we get closer to WrestleMania. But I just wanted to cover a, a bit of wrestling news today. And uh, previously, before the break, we had Matt Ryan, of co-creator of Capital Wrestling. They're in their big show coming up at the end of March, March 25th in, in Jersey City, New Jersey. It's actually in a church. And the last time we saw wrestling in the church, 
it was hotter than hell in there. So I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was just like, ah, uh, yeah, I was wondering if he's going to uh, address the, the 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 temperature issue from before. And there's also this thing that I had the intrigue of seeing somebody go through a pier, a pew. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we will be able to say, oh my God, from off the pew, from out of nowhere. <laughs> That's going to happen. The chance can't wait until the twenty fifth. The chance are going to get out of hand, man. Well, you got to keep it clean, man, to the church. You know, I just thought about it, too. $25, $25 for a shirt, um, some merch, and your ticket? That's not a bad deal at all. No, nah, dude, I, I mean, I'm in. I'm totally in. So let, yeah. let's cover a little bit of the news today. Yeah, that's uh, cool. You know, a, a bit quickly, uh, so we can round out this hour of this week's show. Uh, yeah, episode 141, so we, we made it this far. Uh, and let's start off with, well, locally here in the D.C. area, uh, next week is a big weekend because you have two big wrestling shows uh, inside of the uh, D.C. area. Uh, Nova Pro has their comeback show, uh, Great Expectations in Annandale, uh, the beautiful Korean district of Annandale, Virginia. And a few miles down the road is WWE's house show on March 11th, which is next Saturday, at uh, the Patriot Center on, on the campus of George Mason University. So my question to you is, if you had to choose one, the uh, the house show versus Nova Pro, uh, and take all the bias out of it, because we've been to Nova Pro a lot, we talk to Mike a lot, but we also do go to WWE shows. Uh, wh- which one do you do? Well, I, like like I like I said on the first half of the show, I'm all about the whole. Um, I, I guess sort of say like the smaller crowds, but yet more like intimate. Because, you know, with the smaller crowds is the draws of absolutely just the, I ain't going to say the hardcore fans, but the people that want to be there. The people that want to be there and they want to be interacting. When I, think of my, when I think about my wrestling experience, it's all about what's happening in the ring, but as well as how involved the crowd and the fans are. So considering that the last time that they had a WWE live show um, in uh, Virginia, I went, and it was a good time. It actually was a great experience because it's, for the exact reasons where uh, every wrestler wanted to make it, make it their point to interact with fans, to go to Estimal to get everybody involved. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, but with the no bias with no pro, it's just the fact that I feel like with some of the WWE fans, they kind of bark on their statue knowing that, you know, they're the man they've been doing it for this long. So, based on their character, they're going to, they automatically assume the type of pop they're going to get or the type of, you know, commanding the crowd they can they can control with any talent, especially with um, a lot of the stars, uh, wrestlers, and, and talent with Nova Re- Nova Pro. Those people are out there to prove something, and you're getting straight up hardcore traditional type of wrestling, and it's it's well paced and like I said, people are trying to make a name for themselves, so they're hungry, and you 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 not only see their efforts, but you also see there's their struggles maybe throughout the years of why they want to be here and they're doing this because they want to do it, not because they want to get a check, but because they want you to see that they can go in the ring. And, you know, I have an appreciation for that. So bottom line, bang for your buck. Instead of going to the Eagle Bank Arena and spending 150 for, I guess, a SmackDown show would be right. I think it's a Raw show. Either, either way, 150 for that. I'd rather spend my legitimate solid $20 for 
a good Nova Pro show that, you know, and even with the no bias from the reputation that I may have heard of, I've never attended a show knowing that I'm going to get my money's worth. And even if they started in 2007, if you just, if you just look, uh, look at their mentions from their first show, it's enough to make you know that you absolutely missed a charm that first show that you must see it this time. Yeah, you were at the show last uh, last month, but uh, they definitely sprinkled the seeds for what's going to happen tonight. And they're already talking about their show uh, in, in April, which is the Commonwealth Cup uh, for Nova Pro Wrestling. So that's uh, they just they just keep building. They, they're like an unstoppable train, you know, with no brakes, and they just keep building in a very, very, very interesting way. Uh, similar to how Capital Wrestling seems to be starting, where on paper I'm liking what I'm seeing, and because they're in, you know. An up and coming area, a centralized business district that's near public transportation. It doesn't take me, you know, it, it will it will take me four hours to get home, but that's because I'm coming 300 miles, not because I'm coming from Bray Wyatt's shed in the middle of Manassas. <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, work, but, we'll work. We will work something out with that. Don't don't worry about it. We we will we will make sure our presence are in the building. Um, and I, I think it's a, I think it'll be absolutely blasphemy for us not to make an attempt to get out there. Um, oh no, it, 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 that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll discuss though. Um, yeah. But more local wrestling news: uh, Extreme Rules. Do you have your tickets yet? Because the pre-sale password for Extreme Rules. It's Extreme Rules. Um, that's <laughs> I could have guessed um, that one. Right. Uh, that's going to be taking place in the Baltimore Arena or whatever bank arena they call it now in downtown Baltimore. Yeah. Um, it is Sunday night, June fourth, um, and I believe it's a Raw pay per view, but I could be wrong. Um, Extreme Rules is interesting. You know, it's same thing with TLC. Uh, they, it's kind of, it's just a misfire for me. Uh, every time they want to get extreme, but they only bring out maybe a kendo stick and a fire extinguisher. It's not really extreme, considering that we grew up on ECW. Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, the last year's stream rules. I remember it. I remember. I think it was last year. Of course, I it wasn't a pay review to be memorable anyway. But right. um, the lack of the the lack of the elements of the pay review was used. It was almost as if like I remotely remember Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar match at, at WrestleMania, where that was a extreme rules match, I believe, or no yeah. hose bar or street fight, whatever it was. And what a fire extinguisher was used. That's it. So yeah. you know, I don't I don't have big expectations for that. That is an absolute pass for me. And plus, I don't like that arena in Baltimore. Yeah, the arena's trash. The um the area surrounding the arena uh, leaves <laughs> much to be desired. Um, however, fitting, well um, fitting. It, it's a bit rough. But um, with that said, it is a WWE pay per view, and you know maybe you know maybe they'll get it. Maybe they'll turn it around. It's not one of their marquee pay per views, so basically, it's just going to be a really good RAW. Um, or SmackDown. Yeah. But uh, $25 ticket start in Baltimore, and you can go get those tickets now before they go on sale to the public on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Best believe those uh, $25 tickets are a screw vision. You're not seeing anything. Those are gone. <laughs> I mean, like, like the $1 Megabus tickets. They, <laughs> they advertise them for a dollar, but I've never seen them. You are absolutely – you know, let me tell you something funny about that. Um, when we were trying to book our tickets for Brooklyn – last year yeah. i had a one dollar yeah. fare and i did not book it because i was like hold on let me make sure this is like within the time period to try to match up when you was getting out there right i clicked back and selected my going um uh, my, my going ticket 
and I go for my return it, and it went right back up to twenty four dollars. I was like, oh yeah, the unicorn oh, of the one dollar ticket struck again. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not how that works, man. You gotta jump on it. You're right. Please you gotta, look. You gotta jump on it, but yeah, that's somebody please tweet me if you've ever had a one dollar mega bus ticket. I really need to know. Like legitimately checked out and your taxes was what of six or five or seven cents, depending on where you're from. I need to know, did you check out a one dollar ticket fare for mega bus? The best I've ever done was five dollars, and that was going from DC to Boston a couple years ago. Uh but we'll move right along. Um it's WWE night in Milwaukee. Uh, that's tomorrow's night's game. If you're listening to this in the Milwaukee area, hello. The Clippers are in town to face the Bucks, and it's, uh, the game starts at 7 o'clock. Charlotte Flair, the four-time women's champion, my God, but the four-time women's champion, Charlotte Flair, will be in, at the Bradley Center to uh, host WWE night for the Bucks game. Is she the person that needs to do that, considering that she's a heel? I mean... I don't think she's going to be heel Charlotte trying to get the you know Bucks fans energized and whatever they need to do cheering on the home team. Obviously, she's there because uh, Fastlane is this Sunday at the Bradley Center in downtown Milwaukee. But wouldn't it have been better to actually have a face you know lead that uh, promotion? No. The thing about Charlotte is Charlotte is now going by Charlotte Flair, so she has the name, she she has the statue, um, and not only not not only that. But I've always I've been saying this for a while. Charlotte has been booked as WWE's mega woman star, where in the in the, in the eye of every sport having one dominant woman that is just their mega star, WWE felt like they needed the same. So you know, in UFC you had Ronda Rousey who was just their the biggest draw, the biggest star. Um, in tennis, obviously you had the uh, Serena. The, the, yeah. the Williams sisters, period. So I felt yeah. like WWE took a, took her out of that and said, look, we need our megastar. And no matter if she's losing on Raw each and every week or flopping that title back on Raw, she is being booked as the 16, 16-0 and 0 in pay-per-views, the four-time women's champion. They're over-the-top megastar. You know her by her last name if you don't know her by her first. And that's Charlotte Flair. I'd rather have her. You know she's done so all why the. Why Bailey do it? Because Bailey's not as big as Charlotte. Mm. Bailey's a nobody to anybody that doesn't watch wrestling. That's mm. just that. But Charlotte, even if you don't know her, Charlotte Flair. Oh, Ric Flair's daughter. Oh wow. Automatic is a relation that's going to get you know your old heads, your old timers, or your some timey fans to get accustomed to to say that's that person. I think it's absolutely a. a I, I think it's absolutely the right move for her. Well, you know who won't be there? Uh, Jack Swagger. Uh, he <laughs> requested his uh, release uh, earlier this week. And uh, Vince McMahon said, um, oh, you're still here. Yeah, you can go. <laughs> so he got his release, and he's already taken dates, and he's going to be doing an, uh, an indie show in England. And I yeah. don't have the name of the promotion. But he's going to be doing an indie show in England uh, sooner than later, I think within the next two weeks. Uh, the question here is, should he have gone to NXT instead of being released to do other things? Uh, and, and and why do you think that NXT isn't used to um, reestablish underused talent on television? We had this conversation a very lot, and I think we both can uh, can agree that going back to NXT is not the wrong thing. Um, we've we can look at the success of some people that's went back down to NXT and, and then came back and 
you know, ultimately had the, the correct push they need going back into the main roster. As to why it doesn't happen, I don't know. As to why it should have happened, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's some type of contractual issues or creative control or why or why not. But well, I mean, Swagger exactly. I mean, to be fair, it didn't help his cause. He had a DUI. He had a um, a wellness policy issue. Did he have the Walmart? No, that wasn't him. That was him. No, that was that was, um, that was him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's sticky fingers. Um, so he had that you know situation, and uh, you know obviously he had you know he's like a he's definitely won once, but he may be a two time world champion. Uh, Swagger is. I yeah, he's definitely won once though. Uh, and he was had a many that push with with um, Zeb Coulter, which felt like twenty years ago. Yeah. And we haven't really seen him since. And he's and I know that they take people take time off from TV to do the house show thing and and, and do that. But you know, obviously, if you can't be on TV, then there's no reason for you to be there. Why I do you mean, think it took so long for him to to get a move on? I mean, look, when he was on Raw. You forgot he even got drafted. Then he came out and said he can, he's going over to SmackDown. He came over to SmackDown, got squashed, and then it was just like, what was the whole purpose of that? So, you know, behind doors, we, who knows what was happening, but it, it just wasn't looking good for him for a while. But you know what? He'll be fine wherever he goes because the We The People is, um, chant is over. And, you know, his statue, his wrestling ability, um, he, he can make good on another promotion. So, Assume, I think assuming he doesn't injure his uh, per, uh, his opponent. Oh, say what? Assuming he doesn't injure his opponent, because he's I, definitely been uh, at the hands of a couple putting a couple dudes on the shelf. I don't even. And remember. not in like an accidental Samoa Joe kind of way, but yeah, like he he definitely did that. I don't even remember that, but I know like um, I don't I don't I don't remember that at all. I thought it was a uh, I thought it was just a uh, Tyrus who was just the the main suspect for injured people. But nonetheless, like I like the guy. No bias. Uh, he, I feel like he did what he felt like he needed to do. Otherwise, he wasn't on TV anyway. And who knows what, what he was commanding at house shows. I mean, if you're doing what Mark Henry is doing on TV at house shows, then fine. Go on the indie uh, stream and ba- bank on yourself. It's it's proven to be successful for some. So, you know, go do it. Uh, Wade Barrett, obviously, is reappearing for indie promotions now. So, you know, obviously his movie career didn't last long. So, hey, you know, we'll do it, man. There's a lot of guys out there that's hungry and that's trying to revamp their name. And that's they know you'll be back on you'll be on TNA if it if it must happen. But you know, if the WWE monster doesn't consume you enough to the point that you can't even stand on your own feet, then you, you better get out before before it gets that way. Right. Well, as we talk about one champion leaving and another champion. Uh, let's talk about another champion coming coming back to WWE. Uh, Kurt Angle uh, versus Cody Rhodes is going to happen, and it's going to be uh, this Saturday up in Waterbury, Connecticut, a part of New England uh, Wrestling's uh, uh, show up there. Yeah, it's a best of three series that they've been doing, which started with uh, Cody Rhodes' exodus from WWE last summer. Uh, it's going to be in a steel cage match, uh, which is which sounds awesome. So if you're up there in Waterbury. And you want to go to the New England Wrestling Show? Let us know how it goes. You know, you can tweet me at giant underscore crap, but or at BGB Group. So Kurt Angle's coming back. He uh, had nothing but high praise for Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes had nothing but high praise for Kurt Angle. Do you think that Angle? Obviously, he can still go, and he never really stopped. But do you think that Angle will have the uh, 
the same presence on WWE, considering he hasn't been in that particular company in what seems like 10 years? Absolutely no clue. Hmm. Considering that his finishers has been um, over, what's the word used earlier? For it, all his, everybody uses a form of his finisher. Um, the angle slam was just done by Apollo Cruz. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he just used it um, on SmackDown this weekend. So there's that. Um, you know, the whole American theme is American Alpha now. Um, so, you know, the GM, the GM role, which has been rumored for him, is absolutely the way you want to go. But as far as him being in the ring. Uh, thank God for that stencil neck surgery that him and Peyton Manning must have uh, had together. Otherwise, I'd be a little bit leery of him even wrestling. But, you know, um, if he can get in the ring, if he can do something worth looking at, I'd be happy for him just for the sake of what his injury degree was. And, you know, he's basically going on his Hall of Fame tour. But I just can't expect much considering that what is it that I'm looking for? Like, again, the American thing has been used. Uh, what they're gonna make them obviously feud with Rusev. <laughs> that that tends to always happen. Rusev always gets the short end of the stick when it comes back to somebody returning. And his finishers is that everybody uses the the ankle lock and they obviously now Apollo Cruz used the ankle slam. So I don't know. I don't have big expectations for it. You know, I'd be very surprised to see if it's something intriguing to me. But other than that, bring him back. Let's just see what happens. I guess until he ultimately goes into the Hall of Fame and rise out to the sun. Yeah, it definitely feels like a, a Mickey James type of run where it's like, oh, okay, you're back. Cool. I don't necessarily need you here, but hey, you're here. So welcome. Yeah, but um, the, and- at, the, at the same time, though, Mickey James and Oscar match, what they do not allude to on the main roster, was, oh, I, I guess I could consider that as the classic because I really enjoyed that match. And I didn't have any expectations from, um, for this World Toronto? Yeah. Okay. It was a great match considering, I mean, obviously she wasn't sitting home on a couch, but considering that those two, which I don't think they've ever wrestled together, um, the chemistry was there, um, the excitement, everything about it. And I think it was paced very, very well based upon what we, what you already have seen with that, with that card. So ultimately great card, as we have already said, great match. And considering who it was a legend in their, in their legend in the making, considering the legend, uh, already made legend i could consider it a classic um something i you know honestly you would go back and look at it that 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 obviously adds the extra uh points for me in the the, the different tier of type of matches yeah i, I was there yeah I, I, was, I was yeah i was there in toronto and uh that was definitely a heck of a match a part of a, a great show um kurt angle was his big deal he was known for wrestling with a broken freaking neck and uh speaking of broken uh, uh, quick, quick, quick question. Do you think he does oh. any, any chance that he interacts with American Alpha at all? Um, well, the rumors are is that he's going to take over for Mick Foley on Raw. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as Foley yeah. needs to have his hip surgery now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he does that, then probably not. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting for him to do that if American Alpha has his heel turn. Uh, I, I think that would be kind of cool to consider that they would go uh, heel versus a babyface angle. Yeah. That they don't need him, that they did it on their own. You know, he wasn't there when they were running NXT. He wasn't there when they beat the um, the Orton and the Wyatts. You know, they did that without him. 
Yeah. So why is he here now trying to, you know, mooch off of their uh, coattails, their success? And um, uh, Chad Gable is an accomplished uh, amateur wrestler. I don't think he's an Olympian. Mm-mm. I think he is an Olympian, actually. I'm not sure. But you know what? It would have been an awesome uh, storyteller if Authors of Pain yeah. with uh, Paul Ellering um, versus American Alpha, who just couldn't get over the hump to have to get some manager as um, some manager backing, and Kurt Angle was the one to, to do it. But that's the thing. Like I, I think Kurt Angle could need Alpha more than they need him. Oh yeah, because they've done obviously what they needed to do, and that's win the tag team championships. Um, I think they're still champions, right? On SmackDown, they are. Yeah, so they did that and have held on to it for a lengthy, a considerable amount of time um, throughout the tag team turmoils and uh, four-way elimination matches and all that good stuff. And they did that without them, so it seems to be uh, a bit unnecessary to pit them uh, those two together uh, today. Um, obviously, because of the the, the wrestling style of American Idol, in, partic- in particular, Chad uh, Gable. Uh, it would be cool to see those two in the same ring together. Yeah. However, I want to see a Chad Gable versus Kurt Angle match, not for storyline reasons, just because. Oh, pure wrestling. Yeah. yeah just pure wrestling. Of course, you're never going to never gonna get that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. You'll never get that. Yeah. But just let him go. Yeah, for no reason at all, just one night only, part of whatever, you know, pay-per-view I, shenanigans they have. I'll take a Dolph Ziggler-Chad Gable match if I could. It's, yeah, it's just to, it's totally possible, but again, yeah, yeah, because because WWE just can't have matches to have matches. They need to have this six month long uh, thing to build up to you know whatever on Raw, and that's you know that, that's what it is. That's that's their brand. That's how they present it. Uh, Matt Hardy, speaking of WWE, is rumored to be coming uh, to WWE. He's been uh, you know tweeting about how the Seven Deities have released him from uh, TNA. And uh, that he's a free man. That giant bird that was uh, hanging over his head is no more. <laughs> and then say, on Twitter. Did he say that? No. Oh, I was about to say, Lord. <laughs> and then on Twitter, uh, Kenny Omega said on uh, yesterday, tonight we cast a magic spell at Cork and Hell. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Cody Roach should team up. Uh, next, uh, the Young Bucks and Cody team up should happen more often. Hashtag on horizon. To which Matt replies, Does someone say magic? Myself and the nefarious brother Nero has eyes on the elite and the new wrestling in Japan. We will see you all soon. Now we know that they're going to that they're going to do the Hardys versus the Young Bucks at Supercard of Honor on uh, April first in somewhere in Orlando, Gatorland probably. I don't know where it is. I think I think it's in Lakeland, which is nowhere near Orlando. So good luck getting out there. (laughs) But they're going to they're going to do that, and. The rumors are that the Hardys are going to New Japan. And the reason why is because TNA wanted more control over the Hardys' uh, you know, gimmick. Why? Because even though the Hardys specifically and their uh, you know, apocalypto, their total non-stop deletion and all that good stuff, they specifically were the most interesting thing arguably ever since the X Division since uh, TNA being on Fox Sports with the timers and the three rounds of timers. Uh, that's got to be 15 years ago. But thing going and for TNA, 
but TNA's ratings haven't gone up significantly enough to make a dent in what they should. There are a lot of other factors behind that in that they're on pop TV and how much, how many people actually know what the channel is and where to find it. I was about to say, um, yeah, what, what is pop? <laughs> it, what, I, I, have no idea. I frequently got to hit the search button to remember the channel for that one. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not on my favorites list. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so there is that. And also the accessibility of TNA is kind of suspect. You know, we know that it's on uh, Thursdays at 8, but when else can you find it? So, <laughs> Does their yeah, website I mean, even work? <laughs> I, well, you know, I mean, they just moved out. Look, hey, look, you can, four get, months ago, you can get five shirts for $20. I want to just let people know that if you don't have your TNA merch, you go get that. Five shirts for twenty dollars. Like, you can <laughs> realistically, though. Realistically, though, you can be a good friend and buy people shirts. Are, are we really? I mean, that's like giving the uh, the losers of the Super Bowl shirts. Yeah, you're right. That okay. that's like. But who don't? Yeah, want that's a, exactly what that is. Who don't want an EC3 shirt? Everyone. I mean, nobody wants it. Everybody does not want an EC3 shirt. I know, but seriously, for five, for uh, five shirts to twenty dollars, I'll take a Drew Galloway. I'll take everybody that left. Matter of fact, Jay Drew Galloway, um, the Hardys. There's, I guarantee they still have some Jay Lethal merch they need to move. <laughs> I guarantee they still have some Austin Creed merch they need to move. Oh, by, I guarantee. By the a way, warehouse. I, I need I need always to update the Jay Lethal commercial that keeps reappearing on TV at night. I just need them to really update that. Like, first of all, those struggle braids, I'm glad they're gone, but I still don't want to keep seeing them. So please update that orange commercial at night. Please. Never, ever buy that damn knee brace that Jay Lethal has been selling since ROH first came <laughs> on TV. I will never in my life, I will get one of the, that little short scooter that you got to work, uh, that you got to ride with. Yeah. Or I'll just get crutches and put stickers on them. But it will be a frosty day in hell before oh, I get God. that Jay Lethal knee brace that doesn't fit. <laughs> I swear the commercial was upside down. It will never <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, good, good luck with that. You know, ROH has been selling Obamacare since before it became a thing. <laughs> but with the Hardys going to New Japan, and obviously for creative control reasons, that makes sense on their part. But what's left for TNA? They no, can't no. give away shirts five for twenty dollars. It ain't what, what do they have left? It ain't what's next. Who's left in TNA is the question. Who who and why? Poor Moose. Poor Moose. Like he had an opportunity to go to WWE, WWE, I think, at a point. And probably would have been a good look. Cause he looks like a typical Vince guy. May not have got the ultimate goal, but he would have been a You know why he's not a Vince guy? You 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 know why he's not a Vince guy. Why isn't he? He's a bigger Bobby Lashney. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have won the championship, but he would have been well over. He would have been well over. And plus, with hey, look, this I put. I put this on in my DC slang. I put this on mothers. If Moose would have went to WWE, Titus O'Neil would have got released <laughs> when that happened. When Honestly, man, or everything that would have happened, and it happened around the same time too. Honestly, I think that Moose, Titus, and Darren Young could have actually been the primetime players. They could have borrowed the Rock's old shirts from like 98 when he came out with the Versace logo <laughs> um, from that Wyclef video with the lion yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, that whole thing basically been like the black evolution. <laughs> and that would have been something that really wasn't done before. I mean, like transitioning, like outside of the general wrestling stereotype of militant or, you know, gospel singers or whatever. I think that could have been the black evolution would have been interesting to try. I don't know how much the crowd would have bought into it because no, that, still, no, let's, just be, let's just be honest now. First of all, God's property 2.0 was a thing that almost didn't even happen where they, where they had a vision that this is going to work. And if it wasn't for the charisma of those three dudes being friends, it would have been an epic fail. So we're not going to put two friends and a new um and a, and, a, and a new free agent together and say you guys look like you guys can work. Absolutely not. <laughs> no yeah, way. Especially considering that Moose is actually still pretty new. Yeah. 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 And he needs to be so, by himself cuz the little Moose gimmick it it goes over. It went over on well, the he went on R H and it's it's over in TNA. You know, I always tell people if you want a gimmick and you want that joint to work do something with your hands, point blank. If it ain't raising the roof, if it ain't the yes, the the no, but the moose, it, it works. Everybody does it. It's simple things like that that get you over. And we know the biggest gimmick right now is oh, obviously yeah. the 10. Oh, yeah. All Everywhere. hand gestures. All hand gestures. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I, I do think that now that I think about it a little bit more, it would have been interesting to see moose. Titus, Darren Young, Apollo Cruz, and then you get like you know you know some some little guy that Teddy Long to manage him. I'm not saying they need to be the nation of domination, but they obviously need someone to speak for them because none of those guys, no, uh, they're they're just trash on the mic. Uh, first but, of all, Titus, Titus, uh, you know what? No, I don't have nothing to say. No, no, no there's no, nothing no. you can say. Because Titus is is not good on the mic. I don't think I've ever heard Darren Young speak. <laughs> Moose isn't that bad, but he's Ty- bad for TNA, which is that bad. And a problem Cruz, well, no. I don't even know who that guy is. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, even take him seriously. Tyrus O'Neill well, that- is, is good on mic if he's not rattled. He 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 can be easily rattled and thrown off. But you know what, though? Look, the guy been in the doghouse for so long. Once he got some fresh air, he didn't know how to act. It's like a, a dog running around with their pink thing. Titus bit the hand, and this is what you get. You do not bite the hand. <laughs> um, let me ask you a quick question. With everybody that's been released, if you just talked about the Hardys uh, going to New Japan, out of everybody else you've heard, um, what do you expect? Who Who... Who do you want to see go where and do what? Um, I would like to see Roman Reigns go to a Target and maybe like TNA talent, sir. <laughs> TNA oh, talent. Oh, does okay. Yeah, he can go like maybe a Walmart or something like that in Florida, wherever <laughs> he's from. Um, TNA talent. Honestly, I, I haven't watched TNA since like you know since AJ Styles had hair. You know all the people, though. You know Drew Galloway. You've seen Drew Galloway. Galloway First of all, for, I said everybody that's been released from TNA over the, the last couple of days because of the Jeff of Jared regime is now in power and everybody's fleeting from their contracts. Who is somebody that you want to see go and go where? Uh, well, actually, I, I kind of like the way it's been going. Um, you have the Hardys going to New Japan and, and openly challenging the elite. Yeah, I mean, that's Which, been in the works for a while. You know what? They're they're, you know, they're, they're magical for bro, brewing up Twitter talks, awesome. making it a real thing. They, right. It's like they so planned it perfectly. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Always knew then, about this. Absolutely. Always knew about this. Or maybe their contracts was written so they could do this because we. I mean, right. we see Drew Galloway on uh, on Evolve every other show. He came back to. Right. He came back to Evolve from injury before he came back to TNA. Right. So. But then you have Galloway who's going to start his own promotion or given like a bigger role in a promotion in, in Scotland. I didn't know that. So, okay. So absolutely, I think yeah, it's what I forget what it's called, and I'm, I don't want to make it up, but um. But yeah, he's he's doing that. So I'm very okay with that. I'm not entirely sure who they have left though. Um, uh, my I, I can't pull it up right now. But um, who else? Who else? Uh, like I said, Jade has been uh, released, which is uh, somebody I would yeah. I, I would like to see in in uh, NXT. Uh, I think in general, we've said it before, and, and I'll say it again. Impact uh, Impact Wrestling, which apparently does not have the giant bird anymore, which is unfortunate. I love I love that damn bird. I but, thought the, um, the giant bird is there from the pictures of what I've seen of tonight's taping. Uh, I thought they had this honeycomb thing, and that's the logo that they're going to use. I have to look again. I have to be honest. Uh, there is not a lot of intrigue. Right now, I will right. watch. I will watch the rerun tomorrow just to see what's happening. But who cares? Oh, actually, tonight, tonight, recording is not going to be on TV. What am I saying? Right. So, so I would say that as far as you know, impact goes, I would like to see um, them much like Capital Wrestling is doing. Impact just need to be themselves. They can't compete with WWE. They can't. No, they can't compete with Ring of Honor. Because if you want to see wrestling, Ring of Honor is worth staying up to 1.35 in the morning to, to start to see, in the, at least in this area. And in other places, it comes on earlier around the country. WWE gives you their brand of wrestling, which I personally don't like. Uh, and Impact gives you, well, neither of those things, <laughs> which kind of makes you wonder, what is it? Why? Like, why? What, literally, what am I watching? Why, say, why are you even wasting your time on this? First of all, I don't even care about what happens with TNA right now. First of all, they, there needs to be an uproar on the social media to make me intrigued to go see it. The to, the the um the uh, total nonstop deletion wasn't because I was watching storylines because they promoted it and from the promos and the videos, I was like, oh, this looks kind of nuts. Like I got to see that. You're not going to get that again because that was the control of Matt Hardy. So I don't really care about TNA. As far as what goes on beyond that, I just wanted to know what you thought about the talent. Some of the some of the talent are good, a good talent that could go somewhere and do something. But other than that, like I really don't care about TNA. Like that's just that's the last of. <laughs> good like, luck. Like honestly, good luck. Good luck. I, and you know, you know as, what? As much as, as much as I like to see you know guys get work and, and more wrestling on TV is, is best. Uh, you know, realistically, they've somehow survived, and they have survived the you know, the wrath of Dixie Carter. <laughs> uh, they moved their operations just to a carryout in Nashville, um, and then you know they they moved out of the carryout into a laundromat and started selling T-shirts five for twenty. But now wrestlers are starting to leave. Now their people are afraid of Jeff Jarrett, like he's like Genghis Khan or something. Obviously, Impact is going through a major change, Ooh. and with their arguably their their top stars leaving right now. Who cares? Who cares? And the fact that no one cares 
no one is is is, is the issue. They can flood the rumor sheets with all that mumbo jumbo all they want, and no one cares. All I care about is the names that's being released, and the biggest names have already been released. Bobby Lashley is never going to leave because of the fact of his Bellator deal. So other than that, there's nobody else I care about. So again, moving forward, because I really want to stop talking about TNA before I fall off my chair. Um, you say you didn't watch the end of SmackDown. The end of SmackDown was a segment that sort of favored to, uh, uh, I keep getting my tongue tied with it, uh, total nonstop deletion with Randy Orton blowing up Bray Wyatt's little shack and Sister Abigail and everything. And it was just real shot. I think if you get a chance to look at it, if anybody who hasn't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, the implications moving forward is Randy is not under the control of Bray Wyatt, and he now says he's going to challenge him at WrestleMania with AJ Styles being the number one contender. So who knows how that's going to be booked moving forward. But, you know, that's 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 all for that. There's, there's nothing else really to talk about. Um, you know, Fastlane is this Sunday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're not cutting that's- no preview today. This is That's it. So um, as of right now, I don't have any. I don't have anything else to talk about. I think did we cover everything on the rumor sheet? I don't know. We, we certainly did, and, okay. and I purposely avoided, um, you know, fast lane and stuff like that because realistically, fast lane Goldberg versus Kevin like Owens is the main. No, no, no. Event. We, don't, we don't need to name names. Yeah, no, we this no, just chew on that. Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. This is not WWE 2K17. What? <laughs> I can't wait to see who win that match. Straight, straight up, I really can't. I really cannot wait to see who wins it. Um, yeah, yeah. you have to text me. I'll be asleep. Let's 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 wrap up the show in a second. Here, first of all, um, next week is going to be a loaded week. Yeah, I have to say, uh, we have we have something very special coming up. We have first mm-hmm. of all, um, we will be interviewing Mike. Who is the co-founder of Nova Pro Wrestling? Um, as we're going to get him on to talk about their show coming up this Friday. Which again, if you missed the first show, you don't want to miss the second show. So if you're in the DMV, you definitely need want to check that out. No, no. If you're not in in the, in the greater Washington area, because I hate the word DMV because it reminds me of the NBA. And yeah, that's why in. Yeah. This is definitely a place that you want to be. It's in Annadale. We have Korean barbecue and wrestling. There's nothing much more that you can ask for. Yeah, and you know what, too? A lot of people, I do see a lot of people saying they want to come, but I don't think a lot of people have the means to wanting to travel for it. And maybe they, they, maybe they have stuff, but do it. I'm telling you, do it. And I already told Sell you. Sell your house, rent the RV, come to Nova Pro. Not in that order, but that's what needs to happen. I, and I already told you before, and I'm gonna talk. We, we're gonna talk tomorrow. We're gonna work on the schedule. We're gonna get everything tweeted out. But I'm feeling froggy, and I want more people to come out. And you know, I had something pop up. I had I had an emergency pop up, so I wasn't able to attend the first show. It's fine. Uh, you there? You represented us. I got the whole cup of tea. You you text me all night crazy. I already know what that means. So I know I missed out on the trial. Hey, get the DVD. Not a big problem. I pick it up when I when I uh go to next show. But I'm feeling froggy, and I want people to interact. I'm thinking about doing something as far as maybe a contest, maybe something, and rewarding that person with a ticket to the show. So, again, now you don't have an excuse. Next day, we will have an an exclusive interview with a wrestler from that show in the middle of next week. So we will release the details uh, come this weekend and let you know. But be prepared for two shows 
two interviews. And other than that, make sure you, you come check us. You come check them out. Come holler at us because we'll be there Friday as um, the Big O Belt will be um, sponsoring the Veda Scott Rachel Ellering match, which should be a charm, which is their first time ever wrestling, which I cannot believe that. Even yeah, when I saw it, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. But should be great. Um, two of the better women in the industry doing it. Um, can't wait. There was almost a no-brainer right there to uh, make sure that's the match we wanted to make sure we had our name attached to. So it's going to be interesting. So, again, two interviews next week. One exclusive interview with, with a, a wrestling uh, talent from that call. We will release the information come this weekend. And Mike King, who is the co-founder of Nova Pro, uh, we will have him on. You know, talk about the show, promote it a little bit, just have some fun. You know how we do. Just some, just like tonight. So uh, make sure you be on the lookout for that. Uh, let's wrap up the show real quick. Jamal, what did you see this week? It's something I felt like I, I wanted you to review. King Kong. Uh, well, actually, I saw two movies this week. Both of them come off this weekend. Um, and there's another movie that I have not seen yet that I will be immediately seeing after work because it's awesome. Uh, the first is Table 19. Uh, it's a comedy starring Anna Kendrick and Craig Robinson. Uh, meh, it's an hour and a half. I, I think um, it, it's it's a good. There are laughs to be had. It's not going to win any awards or anything like that. But you know what? If you want to get out this weekend and, and do something, not the not the worst thing to see uh, if they make it a date night movie. Uh, the big movie this weekend, of course, is King is not King Kong because that comes out March tenth. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah, and there actually is a screening of it uh, next week. Um, that I yeah. have tickets for, so yeah, I know Silver yeah. Spring. I'll be there. See, right? See, now people are gonna be showing up to Silver Spring, they don't have tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Spring, Idaho, <laughs> <laughs> certainly. Yes, go all the way to Silver Spring, Idaho. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's a thing, uh, and that's worth seeing. Honestly, my honest review of it if you like the movie Anaconda. With Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez and John Voight from like '97. If you know what I'm talking about, then you've already seen Kong Skull Island. It's the exact same movie, same story, same premise. That doesn't make it a bad thing, but it is what it is. One question: 3D IMAX, IMAX, regular uh, HD. Uh, I saw it in IMAX 3D um, at Georgetown, uh, Idaho. Last week and um, earlier this week, and I don't think it's worth the IMAX 3D. I would say that if you do have a theater near you, if you are in the New York area, and you want to see it in 4DX, do so. Um, I can only imagine how that movie will play in a theater like that with all the smells, the jungle stuff, and all that good stuff. Um, because no, it's 4DX, it's crazy. Like, yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's crazy. Thirty-five dollars ticket, it's crazy. Um, or if you have a theater with D-Box in it, you know, maybe that's certainly worth the upcharge um, because it's, it's you know, a very um, immersive movie with the action and stuff like that. But it's also really, really, really pretty as it does incorporate a lot of the uh, landscapes. They built this world. Um, I thought it was more like Jurassic Park in that this is the world that we kind of wanted to see instead of getting that theme park. But no, it basically is Anaconda. And that's not a bad thing. But... If you were looking to go and see some uh, 
uh, some tie into the original King Kong movie from the 30s or 76. Uh, yeah, there's some set of some set of homages there, but generally speaking, it's it's a it's a popcorn munching action flick, and it's actually pretty entertaining. Do stay through the uh, credits because there is a very all right. Very, that's very, what I wanted to hear right there. I know what's going on there. There's only one. Uh, yeah. There's only one king of the monsters in the world, and I was. Uh, there's a very that. there's a very sassy tease that uh, uh, that yeah, sprinkles some hints, some not too subtle hints going forward. Hell with that. I want to know it right after we get off the air. So take the show home because we are way over our mark. <laughs> Wrap it up for us, man. All right, let's, let's get out of here then. So, uh, you know, yeah, but yeah, King Kong is a theater. But the last movie, real quick, the last movie is called Headshot. I love The Raid and I love The Raid 2, two Indonesian movies. Oh, I heard. Um, so, two Indonesian movies that were are, are big, are some of the best action movies I've ever seen. Ever, uh, Iko Uwais, uh, who is a, the star of both the Raid and the Raid Two, which is like Training Day, on meth, wrapped in bacon, and then dipped in more meth. It's insane. See that if you don't do anything else with your life, not for the squeamish though. But Headshot basically is kind of reminds me of Hardcore Henry. Uh, dude waits, dude wakes up out of a coma. Is it shot the same way? Because I'm passing automatically. It's it's not. No, it's not. It's a regular, traditionally shot movie. But um, but basically, it stars um, Yoiko as our uh, nameless hero that saves this woman from all the gangsters in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of intrigue there. Don't really know what's going on. I do not speak um, one of the many languages they speak in Indonesia. But I will be seeing it tomorrow night uh, down at Hoffman. Awesome. And I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, that <laughs> looks amazing. So uh, it's from the director that did, I want to say, Marantu, which is another great Indonesian movie. So um, the, the, the Tang Brothers, they know what they're doing. So yeah, those 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 are the movies for this week. You can catch all my reviews at um, therabbithole.dudawan.com. And I think that'll wrap it up for this week, man. It was a good show. Uh, Talked to Matt Ryan from Capital Wrestling. Uh, 380 Montgomery Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, March 25th. We'll certainly be talking about that a little bit more as we go. We were three weeks away um, from that big show at Cathedral Hall in Jersey City, just outside of New York City. And uh, we'll see you next week as we have a bunch of wrestling to talk about. Uh, That's Two James. I'm Jamal, Giant Crab. Hit us up on Twitter at BGB Group, Facebook, all of that good stuff. Instagram, MySpace, all of it. V- Black, Vicky, Black Planet, Christian Mingle, Pokemon <laughs> Trainers Club, all of the Club Penguin. We're on Club Penguin too. You want to talk wrestling on Club Penguin? Don't hit me up on Club Penguin. Seriously. Uh, we're we out of here. BGB Group, episode 142 next week. See you.